Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Welcome into another edition of What Barry's Talking About from Barry 360. I'm Dan Blakely. On this week's program, we talk with Barry's police chief about public perceptions about policing in the city and how social media plays into that. We also take a look at the impact the new speed cameras are going to have. There's a gala in the woods this weekend. We'll tell you more about that. But first, we welcome to the program Tanisha Thomas, Ty the Poetess, Barry's Poet Laureate, which begs the question, what is that? Yeah, I've heard that question so many times. Like, that's literally probably the most asked question I get. <laughs> I bet. So, a poet laureate is basically a literary um, am- ambassador for Barry. So, I'm representing Barry when it comes to arts and culture, but it's not just poetry. I'm an arts and culture ambassador for all arts and culture. So, I usually host open mics, I throw my events where I hire local artists. Like, I'm all about supporting local while creating um, poetic uh, events that teach people more about poetry and the importance of of poetry and literacy in our community and how much it's 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 needed really how long have you been doing this so november marks my one year anniversary basically and i have a four-year term i was crowned at the 2022 barry arts awards Mm -hmm. at the mclaren and um, yeah i have a four-year term that runs with the councils and so coming november will be my i'll be going on my second year you have all these events that you're responsible for tell us about some of the events in more detail so people get an idea yeah so some of them are poetry related so some i i have to do um to uh fulfill my position so for like culture days which is coming up um on september 23rd i will be at the meridian stage doing a poetry reading I have curated my own event, Rap is Poetry, which some people might have heard about. It sold out the first one in January at Five Points Theatre, where I had um, poets and rappers come together to like try to break down that like negative stigma that's like with hip hop culture. Like rap is poetry. Songs are poetry. Like poetry is everywhere. You know what I mean? So with that show, I'm actually also a Tourism Innovation Grant winner. So I'm taking tourism... I'm taking Rap is Poetry on a tour throughout Simcoe County. So we've already hit Barry. We did Collingwood, which Collingwood had two other poet laureates with me. We had Owen Sound and Collingwood's own poet laureate. And now Midland will be next. So I'm busy doing those events, but I'm also taking part in like fun activities. Like this year, I was a part of the like local celebrity um national food drive for uh berry food bank i like got to play baseball which was pretty cool um i was the keynote speaker at the new path uh hem this year as well for national poetry month i got to read for the city council uh, which was amazing and i got a proclamation for national poetry month i'm also taking part in flag raisings um so when councilmen or women aren't able to step in um i will be there uh representing barry 
and the arts and culture. So I'll be there for the Terry Fox run and culture days. Um, I also host my own monthly open mics, which are open to everybody, any artist, whether you're new or experienced, doesn't have to be poetry. You could be rapping. You could have a harmonica. You could have a like guitar, whatever you want. It's open to everybody and it's a safe space. I hope I host those once a month at CW Coops right downtown. Can I come and read news headlines? Sure, just like read it poetically. <laughs> well, I've been known to do that, but uh, we'll leave that alone. So you're kind of the, the point person for introducing the citizens of, of Barrie into some new and exciting things that they may have never heard of or thought of. Exactly. Yes. So I am an ambassador for all arts and culture. Um, something cool that's actually going to be coming out end of September, the uh, Barrie Public Arts Committee reached out to me. So I wrote a poem and artists get to make a like visual artwork based on my poem. And it's, it's going to be wrapped around bus shelters all throughout Barrie. Cool. That'll be installed end of September. There'll be one in every ward, um, which is amazing. So, yeah. You have something even <laughs> bigger coming up that you want yes. to talk about and get, yes. uh, get the word out about. So tell us about that. Okay. So on November 25th, I have secured funds from the League of Canadian Poets. They will be paying performing artists to come to Barrie and take part in this amazing poetic experience. Some of them will include Victoria Butler, who is the previous poet laureate before me. Amazing. I love her. Another person who will be coming to Barrie has never been to Barrie before. It is Mr. Randell. It is Ontario's first provincial poet laureate. He will be here performing a part of this event that I have titled Honoring the Crown, One Year Down. <laughs> okay, so on November 25th, you'll have myself obviously performing. We'll have Victoria Butler. We also have an amazing MC poet named Testament performing. Um, and yeah, Randell, we're all going to take the stage and give you guys an amazing, amazing show. And it's November 25th, you said? Yes. You're looking for sponsors for this too? Yes. So to make this all happen, um, to make this amazing, epic, poetic night that has never taken place in Barrie before happen, I need some, some sponsors so that I can get some, some, some beautiful decor so that I can get some beautiful, like, lights and a like stage and everything i want to make it all poetic i want people to come in and not realize where they are and just feel the like words and feel the like power of poetry so sponsors would be amazing i have been trying to hustle my my butt off while i'm also being a like single mom to a four-year-old so all the help uh, that i could get would be much appreciated if somebody wants to help out in any way, shape, or form, how do they get a hold of you? You guys can email me. It is tythepoetess at outlook.com. Or you can also just send me a DM on Instagram or Facebook. Same thing, tythepoetess. Pleasure meeting you. Thank you for coming in. Wonderful work that you're doing. Thank you so much. And uh, we'll look forward to the event on the 25th. Yes, I'll November see you there, 25th, right? right? November 25th, and it'll, it'll be at the uh, rec room. Um, about 7 to 9.30. Come back and see us again. Thank you so much for having me. I would love to let you guys know more about my Poet Laureate ship. We'll look forward to it. Thank you. If you're looking for Tanisha on social media, again, her handle is Ty, that's T-Y, the poetess. Take you to the great outdoors now for an event this Saturday. Gala in the Woods, matching your Sunday best with your best pair of hiking boots. Living Greenberry putting this on. Andy Pellin is the executive director. She's with our Will Conkin. 
what is Living Green Berry? Just maybe for those who don't know. Yeah. Uh, well, again, we are um, we're Berry's only environmental charity. We've been around since 1991. We have a mission to help people to make inspired or responsible environmental choices. So we have done a million different things over the years. Uh, and mostly what we've done is we've been the starter of a lot of things. So we put in the first community garden before anyone else. We put in, we started uh, plastic recycling before the city even started plastic recycling. Um, we have just, you know, if, if there's been an environmental initiative in Barrie, we likely started it or we're at least part of it. And uh, we're just sort of woven into the environmental fabric of Barrie. So this gala in the woods is actually quite fitting for living green. And kind of tell me more about, yeah, this gala coming up in the woods. Yeah. How did you come up with that? I'm very, well, I spent a lot of time in the woods and I always, and I was out at uh, Springwater Park in the, under the pavilion, uh, the large one there. And I was like, this would be a phenomenal place for something big. And it's all, you know, well lit up, but it's in the middle of the forest and it still has that retro kind of like old provincial park feel to it. And I could just picture it all happening. And, you know, largely um, with the pandemic, we started to do really cool things outside. And so I think this probably was an idea that started back when we were started to have socializing in my backyard with lights and like little tents instead, you know, in the middle of winter even. Uh, And it's just this idea of like, socializing outside. I don't think that people were socializing outside as nearly as much before. And now I think there's a little bit of an appetite for it. And and for us, the big one with this, um, with the gal in the woods is it's bringing a little bit of upscale to kind of a downscale uh, thing. We're calling it, uh, the attire is glam casual. Uh, we're saying boots, suits, and gowns. Uh, and it's that idea of like playing with that. You can do something very upscale and um, I, I don't wanna say fancy, but it's more like um, well curated, something really well thought out, something like the food and everything has, and the music. It's all really well thought out to make sure that it's going to be a really amazing experience because that's really what I want out of this is I want everyone that comes to just leave with a wonderful regenerative feeling. Maybe uh, take me through the evening. What's like the setup, the schedule of everything? Sure. Yeah. So people, it starts at five um, and they're going to come in. They're going to be greeted by um, a Ford F-150 fully electric truck. And this electric truck, they're one of our sponsors, uh, Bayfield Ford. And uh, so that truck will actually be fueling a little bit, uh, not fueling sorry, powering <laughs> one of the uh, lighted trails that's going to take you into the gala location under the pavilion. And uh, once you're there, um, you're, there'll be two different campfires um, and our top chef, uh, Sarah Jones, who was with uh, Groovy Tuesdays originally, uh, one of the uh, area's top chefs, she's created this like wonderful menu of um, local food. So basically it's all of this local farm to table fresh food done by one of our area's top chef um, using the campfires, using all of the aspects of this. And um, yeah, so the smells, I can't even imagine how good this is gonna be. We've got, and as soon as you walk in, we've uh, done a signature cocktail. And I'm not gonna lie, last Friday, my uh, two bartender friends and I, we tested this out real well to make sure it's gonna fly and it's gonna be beautiful using a, again, local apple cider will be the uh, on tap and there'll be, yeah, it's gonna be a really, really cool event. Um, and then we're also, 
during the event, we're going to have our first annual Green Business Awards, which I'm really excited about. So we have the greenest business in Barrie is getting an award that's voted by us. Um, and then we're also doing a Green Improvement Award. And that's one I'm really excited about because that's really like for open for anyone. Anyone who just does something a little bit better than they did before. And so we want to make sure that we really reward people and giving them lots of inspiration for ideas that they can do. You kind of had mentioned about how people should dress, but uh, how, how should they kind of dress again? <laughs> yeah, well, um, I like to think of the, the clothes as like, you know, it's basically a mullet. You're wearing a mullet. It's like all, you know, part business in the front and uh, party in the back. It's that thing. It's essentially, you can dress up if you want, like it's, but it is outdoors. You have to be somewhat practical, but we, you know, dress as fancy or as uh, delightful as you want on the top, but wear functional shoes. If you wear high heel shoes, you will just become another tent peg. <laughs> I think you mentioned it. Uh, when and where? This Saturday uh, at Springwater Park um, in um, Midhurst, and uh, it's it's starts at five o'clock. We also have like Brett, uh, Brett Caswell, local musician extraordinaire is going to be doing, um, there'll be a little bit of a campfire sing along as part of this. So we really want to bring in that nostalgic feeling that you get from being out in the woods. And the other thing that I think is really fun with this is it's about play because I think as adults, we don't get out into the woods at night very often. So we're gonna make sure that everyone feels really comfortable. There'll be lots of uh, lights and beautiful areas in there, but it's really gonna be a, um, like camp for adults. Basically, whoever's buying a ticket, uh, where are those funds going towards? Yeah, so we are using all of the funds that we raise through this fundraiser uh, going towards our 10,000 Trees for Berry program. So we are looking at doing an entire program just based on getting really good trees planted in Berry. We've been at this since 2019. We are just over halfway there, about 5,000 trees we've got in the ground already. Um, so the money will go into that and other climate action programs. So really we want people to uh, support us because we're going to be able to support our community with it. This is the last day to get tickets, so don't delay. LivingGreenBerry.ca is where you can get them, as well as more information about the gala in the woods this Saturday. What Barry's Talking About is a weekly podcast featuring the best Barry and Simcoe County have to offer and more. We've covered a lot of ground since we began just over a year ago, learned about the Rotary Club's COVID memorial at Sunnydale Park, how you can report such things as speeding, ignoring a stop sign, and aggressive driving to police online. And we met Kara Alloway, who was the villain on The Real Housewives of Toronto and is now an author, penning a novel entitled Most Hated. You can get caught up and make it easy to keep up in the future by subscribing to what Barry's talking about through any podcast distributor. Still to come on what Barry's talking about, Barry Police Chief Rich Johnston stops by to talk about public perceptions about policing, speed cameras, police response time, and more. Now this. Our community rocks. It's a well-known fact blood transfusion saves lives. It's also a well-known fact that the world relies on voluntary unpaid donations to fill the need for blood. The need for blood never ends. Canadian Blood Services in Barrie is calling on you to help save a life. Please consider donating today. Appointments are mandatory and must be booked in advance. Book today at blood.ca through the Give Blood app or by calling one 888 donate Our community rocks. 
on Barry's Rock Station. Rock 95. This is what Barry's talking about from Barry 360. I'm Dan Blakely. Happy to have back in the What Barry's Talking About studio, the Chief of Police in the City of Barry, Rich Johnston. Thanks for joining us again. Happy to be here. Always a pleasure. Last time you were here, which was, I think, in March or April, you had touched on perceptions and public perception of, of what police are doing, the public perception of what police are not doing. So I wanted to, to expand on that today because I see comments all the time in social media. People are not happy that you didn't come out right away or they didn't get uh, uh, an immediate response on something. That and there seems to be this underlying thought that crime is way up. There's just so much going on. And I think that's largely to do with the amount of pictures people are taking and posting in the chatter on social media. I wouldn't disagree. I would take, and not for your younger listeners, but uh, I'd take you back to uh, before social media and its massive expansion and its, its certainly its pervasiveness through society. What did we actually know? And and so we we may be more aware of things, but um, there's a that's a there's a complex picture there. So just because you focused on something doesn't make it more prevalent. It just happens to be the focus. So yeah. I remember when I first got into the business and I, I was in a small town and uh, everybody, anytime they saw a police car go by or an ambulance go by, or, where's that going? Where's that going? And I think people still have that, but now they're sharing that. Mm-hmm. And, and it just seems like every five, ten minutes, there's something going on. And that leads to this perception that the city's just gone into the toilet. While uh, people may perceive that or some do, it is certainly not. Um, and I, it may be upsetting to some or... We live in a very safe city. We experience crime. Any city does. Uh, my organization and the, the members there are focused on keeping people safe. We want to reduce harm. But there's only so many of us. Um, it's, it's just a question of balance because we are required uh, to address a whole host of issues. And it's not just crime. Police are responding to a whole host of social issues, societal level issues, where historically we may not have had that responsibility and our mandate has grown exponentially. And so we have to meet um, everyone's expectations to a degree. But in doing so, at some point, we fail everyone's expectations in some way. So uh, we're doing the best we can and we keep trying. And we have some our members are absolutely passionate about what they do. Speed cameras coming into play in, in the city of Barrie. And, and some people think this is great. Some people say, what do we have police for? Well, this is a new, a new tool for you to help, to, to help with the situation. Uh, we're incredibly supportive of this program. Uh, I know the city was, uh, has been after this for a while. Uh, part of our role is road safety. Road safety for us is a reduction in accidents where people are hurt um, and where uh, there's a, it's a very serious collision where there's um, the damage is substantial. There will be some accidents, minor ones, but the reality is this. If you know 24-7 that there is a camera and there are repercussions financially for you if you're speeding, you're not rolling the dice anymore. That's just a bad choice if you're going to speed. For the police's perspective, if we have safer roads... We're happy. And so when the city uh, sought these cameras, we're, we are completely supportive of that. And I think what you'll see is, and I don't want to say, date myself, but I remember back in previous provincial governments, we had, um, we had those speed cameras on the 400 series. And I think they were set up in white minivans. And you would note that the, all of a sudden the speed on those 400 series would slow to exactly the <laughs> speed limit. But because... It's, it's not about how you feel about it. 
It's the behavior changes what we're after. These are rolling out soon, aren't they not? Uh, they are. And you'll see signs up across the city in those community safety zones. Again, they're there for a particular reason. And I would draw all your listeners to the fact that those are community safety zones for a reason. And when we talk about children and are vulnerable uh, within our community, folks, it's time to be uh, play your part in, uh, in the community. We owe those kids uh, the due care and attention. Slow down and be safe. And this is research uh, the city and the police have done as, as to where the locations will be because there are some, well, this street is worse than that street. We should have them here. So what we've done, the Barry Police, uh, when we look at our data, we're looking at those areas where we've seen the greatest number of collisions, serious collisions, uh, where someone has been hit, uh, a pedestrian or cyclist, or the, the, the nature of the accident is the most serious. Uh, and those are what we call uh, traffic hotspots. And so we're targeting those because, again, we're in it for road safety. We want to see reduced accidents and most certainly reduced uh, injury to our, our citizens in terms of on the bike, on foot. Um, so that is our goal. And we, we've, we know where we started. And what we want to do is drive those numbers down. In terms of collisions, uh, I was talking with a friend the other day and uh, they brought up a concern of theirs. And I said, you know what, I'm going to be talking to the chief. I'll bring it up and we'll get the answer. Police don't go out to every single collision. The manpower isn't there. That's why we have the Collision Reporting Center. The concern here was uh, that what if one of those drivers involved happens to be impaired, but it seems to be a minor collision, nobody is hurt, so no police officer comes out. Uh, what happens to that impaired person, if anything? And so the challenge uh, right there is, so even in the description of the event, so no, it's no longer a minor event or a minor accident. It's a crime. Uh, and, and no one should be under any illusion that that's, that is a crime. If you are impaired and you are operating a motor vehicle or have care and control of it, the police are interested. We want that to cease, not to a low percentage. We need it to stop because there's people's lives at risk. Um, so I would ask those individuals, if you believe that other driver is impaired by drug or alcohol, you contact the police because that is a crime. That is not a minor accident. Okay. One other thing I wanted to bring up with you today, we had another truck rally on the long weekend. Uh, seemed to be rather peaceful by all accounts. But people are wondering why the police aren't going in and laying all kinds of charges. And I wanted to get you to address that and, and, and just let people know what the situation is with that. Thank you for the opportunity. So it, there is a couple of challenges on private property. But beyond that, um, we, we're cautious in a free and democratic society. There are car enthusiasts out there. And we are actually, uh, and some of my members are car enthusiasts, but there, there's a difference there between those who are enthusiasts and those who are, uh, do wanton damage to other people's property with no uh, due care or attention to uh, other drivers and, uh, and the owners of those properties. Um, we are uh, responding to those events uh, with the resources we have, but we're also pooling resources. We were supported by the Ontario Provincial Police um, and uh, have often used uh, the Ministry of Transportation of Ontario to uh, further uh, support us. If you're going to engage in those types of activities, you can expect an increasing robust response from police. It seems that if those individuals are going to continue to do this, the police are going to um, be forced to do more drastic things that it's not our desire to seize your vehicle, but if you're going to use it in a crime, uh, our desire is not to, to punish people with fines if you're not deserving them, but if you're going to engage in this behavior, there are going to be fines. You mentioned private property. Is this a case where the owner of that property needs to file a complaint or ask that charges be laid? No, it's one of those where um, the, the business hours, 
change. And so when those businesses may be closed, it's still their property. Well, we're under no illusion that that belongs to uh, whoever the property uh, owns, uh, who owns it, um, maintains it. But um, it's one of those when we become aware of it, uh, we then react to it. Um, and uh, there's no desire to see that from the property owners. No one wants their asphalt torn up or marked up with the uh, the rubber tires. I, again, I it does beg the question why you would destroy your own car or tires tearing it up, but uh, that's another question. And the greater concern, I suppose, is what happens when they leave that private property and they're back on city streets where there's a potential for, for more serious things to happen. Driving poorly on private property under and not under controlled conditions, there's danger there. And in, in, depending upon the circumstances, there's criminal, there's criminality there, dangerous driving, depending on who's around. When you enter the public streets, that increases exponentially. And our, the police concern, obviously, the concern increases as well. Uh, we're not asking you not to, we're telling you not to. Chief, thanks very much for dropping by. I know you're a busy guy. We, uh, we appreciate your insight and uh, thanks for everything you're doing for the city of Barrie. We are always out there trying to make it safer and better for our community. Uh, and I thank you for the opportunity. And that's our program for this week. Thanks to Will for his input, to Matt Ladder for his technical expertise, and to you for listening. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe to what Barry's talking about, rate it, review it. You can also keep up with what Barry's talking about on X at Barry360. Some of you can still access us through Facebook. There's also our website, barry360.com, and our daily Kickstart podcast available from any streaming service and on our website. I'm Dan Blakely. Hope you'll join us again next week.